0: to Beyond the
1: Ring, a podcast that covers all things in the stock show industry from the informative to the insane, starring Ryan Rash. I forgave way
0: too many people I should have smacked the shit out of.
1: And Dale Hummel.
0: Russia is not a threat.
1: Now on with the show.
0: Welcome to Beyond the Ring. This is Dale Hummel, along with co-star Ryan Rash. Hello, hello, hello. Ryan, it's a a good week in Illinois. I, I don't think you're far away, are you? I don't know. I'm in
1: Michigan right now.
0: Southern Michigan, northern Indiana. You're, you're a matter I of... I don't
1: know. I'm on the lake somewhere. Look, this is day 22 of 22, okay? You really don't know where you're at. I am a little at. disoriented. I did not know exactly where I am. I know that the maids are going to be knocking on my door to get me out of this hotel room. <laughs> and I know that I have to judge the St. Joe cattle show at 3 o'clock. And then tomorrow I fly home and I get one night in my bed. I get one dinner with my parents. I get like 36 hours in my house. Maybe, maybe 36 hours. I don't know. I get all my beauty treatments. I'm going to get my haircut and then I'm picking up Callie. And when I leave on Friday, I am gone for 31 days. 31, 31, 31.
0: 31. Do do you remember when you you were not that excited about going to dinner with your parents? Uh, I'm still not excited about Uh, it, but (laughs) they are the most excited. (laughs) I think <laughs> that'd be
1: good. You've got a lot to jam in that one day at home. Yes, and then on Friday, I'm picking up Kelly because I'm judging a show in South Texas on Saturday, and then she's gonna drop me off at the airport because again, when I leave Friday, I'm gone for 31 days.
0: How do you how do you Hot get like four or five bags? I, I don't understand how you can get on like a rental car bus and off and through. It's not easy. Do you, do you just None have to wait for one is of those easy. Do you have to wait for like one of those porters
1: or you have to go get you a cart No, I do this all myself. I'm very butch at the airport.
0: I don't I don't know how you do. I don't know how you can move that many but I I I'm I,
1: telling you it is I I have perfected the system. You have two bags in each hand. Your
0: purse is over your shoulder and you go you know, and when I, when I look at those people that have more bags than I think they should, and, and I, uh-huh. I do judge people that way at the airport and on the I buses. I know you judge people that way.
1: And when I'm thinking you about pack a backpack.
0: Waiting, waiting for them to go through security, I I would not be that happy behind you. I don't take anything through
1: security with me. All my bags are checked.
0: Did we ever tell anybody about that clear that you informed me of yes. last year? that That is that is so good. And, and I'm finding it at more and more airports. Yeah, no.
1: I don't take anything with me other than my purse through the deal. Everything's checked. So I'm not one of those person that slows everybody up.
0: And I can I can verify that you're not sure where you're at or what you're doing because Ryan and I yesterday trying to set a time to record this morning. Shut up. I am telling you, I don't care what you say, man. I
1: landed in Indy. I came (laughs) to Lake Michigan. Don't don't say that you're going
0: to embarrass yourself.
1: I'm telling you it happened.
0: You're on Eastern time. You are on Eastern time. I don't care what you There's not another one. There's Central and there's Eastern. I know
1: what my phone did. (laughs) <laughs>
0: so, so Ryan is trying alone. to tell me he's on a different time zone than Annapolis. If he was, he'd be in a Illinois time. But he he's
1: he... yelling at me over stupid things.
0: <laughs> you're just, I think you're just disoriented. You've, you've been on the road a little too long. So I, I'm the most concerned about your next one. Once you get past 20 no, days. Well, you
1: think I'm on the road too long. is because I called
0: you like I have to at what, every show. and What, what told day, you what day was my... that in Virginia? What day were you on? That was Sunday. No, well, how many Sunday. days into your trip? About 20? 17? Mm. Monday was twenty, so that would have been day nineteen. I think I think that eighteen nineteen is your
1: is your limit. Okay, well no. See, I called Dale and I told everybody at the show on the microphone I was going to do this, and I knew exactly <laughs> what was going to happen, and I, it, it was exactly what happened happened. But anyway, called Dale. I said, "Most amazing goat show, beverage sorted in the world, in Berryville, Virginia, hour from the Capitol. It was amazing. It was wonderful. All this lovely things. I was so excited." Dale told me I
0: needed to rest. And 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 I'm not trying to 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 take anything away from the show because I did watch the video and they were good. But forty miles from the capital, Ryan, fifty miles, I don't remember how yeah, far you said. Yeah, yeah. That is not where I would picture a great no. livestock show of any species.
1: And I literally said that Dale is gonna say that I have been on the road because I've I would have been on the other end of the phone and someone would have called me and told me this. I've been like, You crazy.
0: Yeah, I thought but, you were, but I did watch the video, and they were darn
1: good. But I just want to say to the people at the Independence Day shootout, other than the fact that your peewee lamb showmanship was amazing, and it's the best go-to show ever, so these people know how to put on a show. And what I mean by that is, like, they let me do it exactly, the way they asked me how I wanted it done, they let me do it exactly the way I wanted to do it. And they had two guys working the scales. They had two people in the ring. They had another person taking results. They had two people on the announcer stand. Like We moved through a ton of animals, especially on the first day, very, very quickly because they let me do it exactly how I wanted to. And they just assisted. They didn't hinder. They didn't get in the way. It was beautiful. You Text were, you were
0: excited about it. Text book on how to run a show. Right, and I saw pictures. It looked like you're in a big circus tent. It was the coolest was, thing ever. It was a big tent. And it had a flag in it?
1: Had a flag, two flags, a
0: chandelier, all kinds of stuff. What about the national anthem? Yes,
1: they played the national anthem. Oh, they week. are the best. But yeah, it was it was very good. So, should I should I them. ask
0: about your county fair right now, national anthem or no? They had
1: the national anthem yesterday, Excellent. but I, <laughs> I I'm going to be honest. I was standing there like we had done the pledge and then they did, like, the 4-H mm-hmm. motto.
0: Okay.
1: And so we were standing there talking, and, like, it wasn't just me. There was several of us. And, like, it was so low, we didn't hear it till about the second, whatever. Like, oh, good. National Anthem's on. <laughs> so, yeah. Got I, little boo-boo. But, I mean, they did play it. It's very
0: hot. Well, good. I had a good friend from Oregon, Rick Clampy, came in to, to spend a day or two here <laughs> with us. He was judging the All-American Junior Sheep Show in Springfield this weekend. And Ryan, you and I are kind of disconnected a little bit from the frame sheep side of the world, but they—I think they had over three thousand entries. So I—I I, I think that's great. It sounds like their numbers are strong, and, and I think there's growth in every every segment of our industry right now. I don't know why the frame sheep people hate me. I,
1: I have nothing against them.
0: I think the way you sort livestock and, and wanting them good looking and and really cool up in the front end, I think that that they would. I think you would you would be well received sorting some frame sheep. I, I maybe not that the form to function. I, I'm I'm similar to, to kind of my goats. I don't I don't think you apply form to function to that. So I, I don't believe it would go as well for me. I don't know,
1: but I'm glad that you're going. Maybe you can get the frame sheet people not to. Hate no,
0: I, th- no, I no I I it was this past weekend. I was going to go and I did not. Oh, make you it. didn't go. I, I I had intentions of going. Does that count? Oh, I did attempt. Great. Nice job, Dale. Something bothered me yesterday on the news, Ryan. What? The teachers' union. American Federation of Teachers, I believe, was the one. They, the president comes on, a very, very unhappy lady, just bitter, very bitter lady. You, you know when they come on, you don't even, before they even open their mouth, you know it's not going to go well. You know it's going to be negative. She comes on and talks about how she's going to stand behind or that The teachers union will stand behind with a full legal team, any teacher that is punished or reprimanded in any manner for teaching critical race theory, which they refer to as honest history. The president, she, she, she just, I mean, bitter, bitter person and thinks that she should dictate what is taught versus the parents or maybe the local school board. And, and unfortunately, we have some school boards that, that we've seen on TV, especially some that they, they showed on the East Coast. They're everywhere. You'll have some extreme leftists on the school board, and we need to change that. We probably, including myself and others, we need to step up. And if we have kids in school, even if you don't, we need more conservatives on the boards, period. And more, we need to speak up more on a this local like level. This is your
1: third week in
0: a row that you're on this. Well, it's terrible. It's, it's gotten out. I, I think we're brainwashing our children at a very, very young age. And it, it is not right. If you don't Can't have you those,
1: find something new to talk about,
0: let's talk about cyber hacking.
1: Now, I want to talk about your brother Biden.
0: You don't want to talk about him?
1: No, I do want to talk oh, about yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Then Have you can it. talk about Cyber Hack. Have at but Sleepy Baby Joe. Joe Biden. So I, I, I've been the most busy. So I haven't got to, like, because, like, most of these shows are in the morning. And anyway, I haven't got to see a great deal of news, but I try to keep up as good as possible. First off, like, he, again, him and his ice cream is a little much. And so, anyway, he was getting ice cream and someone asked him a real question not about ice cream or what flavor he was getting that day and he had to pull out his notes and like see what i guess he was allowed to say he like read from a note card that that's just lovely he but, he knew he might get a question at the ice cream shop most importantly now the biden administration is going to send people door to door to get america vaccinated that's that's
0: there you go see i don't i don't understand if that that means they're going there to talk to them to convince them to go or if they're literally going to bring the vaccine to their doorstep i'm I'm unaware they
1: did not give miss circle back america did not give great details but she did say they were going door to door in their goal of getting at least 70 percent of america
0: max vaccinated and have you ever heard them include the natural immunity that we've received that the population has received the, those that have had covid when you add that up with those that have been vaccinated and i know there's gonna be some overlap we're well over that goal well well beyond it but they never never bring that into play there, there's something that does concern me the longer this goes on ryan i and i'm vaccinated and i think that's a personal choice ryan's you're, you're fully vaccinated now right i'm You've got fully two vaccinated
1: of them. damn it i got my card and my wallet
0: my, my children are uh, my oldest child did get a vaccination because of a, a job situation, but my younger ones, I have no intentions of them getting a vaccine any anytime soon, but the harder they continue to push this and they're not looking at the science that we have antibodies for those that have been exposed to it. We have a large portion vaccinated. I don't understand. I feel like I'm missing something that they want more and more and more vaccinations to be given. And especially in our, on our children, 12 and under or 18 and under, even I'm, I th- I'm afraid we're missing something. We're, we're not, we're not exposed to all the information, Ryan.
1: I, I just think if they're going to go door to door, they could like try to do something else.
0: <laughs> they could, <laughs> but I bet maybe he'll give out some cash as well. And while, I mean, while, while we're speaking about that, and I, I wasn't going to go down, I'm not going to talk about aliens today to begin with. I'm going to cancel that part of it, even though I do have some news. When I when I think about them when you say going door to door and, and doing this for them and the overreach that we're the the big government is just encompassing everything, when I want to push this let's not buy from made in China campaign, it's it's near impossible. And I, I truly try to, and occasionally I'll still end up with a product from China unknowingly when I ordered it. But it's it's unlike any time in the past. Historically, the beauty of the United States, one of them was if there was if there was a product that was needed and there was a demand for it and it wasn't being supplied, a small business would jump in and fill that gap, and capitalism would would do its thing. Well, right now there's a lot of items. Supply chain on everything is is short. Try to buy a vehicle. Try to buy a tra- anything. I mean, they're just they're short. So many things. Yet we're not having small businesses pop up and, and fill those gaps. And the reason we're not having that is we still have these incredible handouts from the government. Why would people want to go to work when they can sit at home and make nearly as much money? There's, I don't blame them, Ryan. Do you?
1: I, I wish I'm they'd not, go to work. I, yeah, but I blame them. I blame them. You, they maybe, need to work. I
0: mean, it, it's tough. They're, they're, <laughs> let's just look at it from a re- realistic standpoint. Them. They're not going to. Can we agree with that? Until no, they're, they're
1: not going to, but that doesn't make it right because I'm serious. And again, I travel the country more than any other person I know. I have never seen so many Help Wanted signs in my life. At the Miss Texas pageant that week, that hotel, I mean, this was basically Dallas. It was a town, like, you could have been in downtown Dallas in 15 minutes. So, why they call it a suburb of Dallas, it's really not. It was on Highway 75. And so, anyway, that hotel that hosted Miss Texas on the mon- on the Tuesday of the pageant, they had eighteen interviews lined up for working like lots of different jobs. All you know, whatever. Eighteen people were supposed to show up to interview. Do you know how many showed up?
0: No. One. That that doesn't surprise me. It really doesn't. We we were fortunate just to hire a new employee here last week, and I was excited to be able to get one. But I, I called uh, Lowe's to get a pit boss smoker, and I wanted—I I, I am not the most mechanical person. I don't like taking time to read directions and, and put things together, so I asked if they could put it together. And the response was, well, we put those together on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, and we have, I don't know, she said 14 people that come in to, to do those kind of things. You know how many showed up the prior week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday? Mm-hmm. Zero they're they're just not it, it, these these small businesses and larger businesses they're desperate they cannot get people to work right now and and there is no other ex- explanation other than Biden's policies and i appreciate there's there's 27 plus states i think now that have ended the unemployment plus program the the additional money coming into unemployment and it, and i'm hoping that that encourages people to get back to work we can't continue like
1: this. So what were your rants about cyber hacking?
0: Cyber hacking, ransomware. There was a big release. There there's a lot of companies that got hit last week. There is no question is Russian based. Um, I think if we don't have a strong response from the US, when there's no repercussions, Ryan, why would they stop? They've harvested it, it, a lot of money from us so far.
1: I don't I don't understand how and like no one talks about this and like you're the only person that talks about this with me. So but like they hacked the pipeline. All the stuff with Southwest Airlines, they can say that was a glitch. No, that was a hacker.
0: Um I, I agree completely. I, I do believe that. And they not well, not one person had even, even theorized that at all.
1: I don't see how these people how all everyone does not see the big picture. That they're just testing the waters. No. To see how far they can go before they lower the big boom.
0: No, they're going to con- – when there's no repercussions. And, and, and Biden, when, when uh, he was asked the question, is is Putin testing you at one of the press conferences? He looked at the reporter and, and just walked away, literally walked away, wouldn't even answer the question. His response on, on last week's cyber attacks, well, it didn't really hit us financially too bad, where I think he's just accepting this. And, and Putin, he's an extortionist. He reads people well. He knows Biden will not have a strong response, and he will keep pushing to determine how far he can go. There is no doubt the Kremlin is fully aware of who is doing this. They're basically – at the least, they're a sanctuary for these hackers, and more likely they're controlling these hackers. They're probably – the government themselves is, is my opinion, or at least completely pulling all the strings. So with that, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that Putin is a very smart individual. He's going to continue to allow this to happen. We have Russia coming at us from a cyber attack. We have China coming at us from biowarfare. We have the extreme liberals in this country trying to defund the police and, and gut us from the inside out. I've never seen more challenges, Ryan, and I promise you that between China and Russia, they would love to bring this country down and, and China and Russia to be the world leaders and bring the U.S. to their knees. And they will do anything and everything possible to do that. And those of you that are living in your little bubble, going day to day, enjoying life, which I wish wish I would maybe do the same at some point. But if you're not paying attention to this, it it frightens me. And I can't explain to what level, but it frightens me the position that we're in right now with our administration in the White House. With what's going on on the global stage, particularly Russia and China, I don't, I don't see a good ending to this.
1: I'm not just talking about the mainstream media. I'm talking about like people, Americans, normal Americans, cannot see that this is just. They are literally. It's just like they're just testing to see how far they can go before they lower the big, the big, big thing that hap, you know renders us helpless and destitute. In, oh. Some area,
0: and and I'm I'm very concerned. Have to my knowledge, there's been very minimal response to any of these tests. It's 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 frightening. Well,
1: and probably the reason that not more people are talking about it is because the mainstream media isn't putting it out there as much. But like zero, I mean, they still don't even know
0: we bombed Syria. No, okay, don't hear anything about it. Nothing. I don't like,
1: know. How do you not talk about the fact that we bombed another country?
0: I agree. And then, then we've, got, we've got all these problems on the world stage. I, I, I turned on the, the, the TV last night to try to take my mind off the world and fall asleep. What do I see? San Francisco, people running out of Neiman Marcus with their hands, arms full of shoes, clothes, I don't know what. And I mean, by the dozens in the middle of the day, Ryan, and, and it comes down, to, and they made a comment that in California, theft under $900 is a petty crime, and police will not apprehend somebody if they're stealing something under $900. It is so simple, so simple. When a legal system does not act or upon the criminal element at that level, it's kind of like Russia and China. When they can get away with that, guess what they do next? They're the ones burglarizing that home next. They're the ones on the street carjacking it just continues because when they can continue to get away with something with no punishment they're going to keep going to find out how far they can go and it's pretty clear in some of our states and even across the country right now even if you do get arrested some of the prosecutors are not prosecuting there there is no deterrent and i'm not saying deterrent is the perfect thing in the world but i can assure you and and we're going to we'll hit this a little bit today ryan i spent a couple days in singapore And I didn't know a lot about Singapore. I knew it was a a huge business hub and and kind of an interesting place to go. So I visit with the locals and, and the taxi driver was the first one that I had a chance to visit with there. And I just asked a little bit about the crime. And he says, well, if you spit gum on the sidewalk and you're caught doing it at one point, I'm not sure if it's still today, you were caned, literally caned. I said, well, what about, what about other crime? He says, there is none. The deterrent and the penalties are so stiff for anything that is done on a criminal nature that it does not exist. Now, I'm not saying you should be caned for spitting your gum out on the sidewalk, but I'll tell you what, when you have those kind of penalties in place, we don't need to guess whether it works or not. Here's a perfect example. It works. Now, I can see myself getting caned for a speeding ticket, Ryan. I would not like that. But no question, if if they did cane you for a speeding ticket or throw you in jail for thirty days, guess what I wouldn't do? Probably wouldn't have paid as much. No, I would not. I mean, I I am not gonna say that What
1: Neiman Marcus was this that people were running out with clothes in the middle of the day?
0: It was in San Francisco's all I know. You should have been there. You could have gathered whatever. I'm
1: just gonna be real honest with you. You can't get a whole lot for under nine hundred dollars out of Neiman Marcus. But I mean
0: Can we get your shirt can we get your shirts there? One. Wow, oh. one one shirt. So if they had I two or three of your know, shirts, I don't, I they don't could arrest you.
1: But we could definitely get one, maybe one and a half. Ryan,
0: that is terrible. I'm
1: just saying. That is
0: just. I I can't even. I can't even wrap my head around that.
1: I'm just saying.
0: So I'm I'm a little frustrated. You definitely
1: couldn't get a pair of my shoes out of Neiman Marcus for under nine hundred dollars. I'm just gonna let you know right now.
0: Oh, Ryan, if I ever purchase a pair of shoes for over nine hundred dollars, I I give you permission to cane me. Oh, I can't do it. I I would have lost my mind. And are are those shoes comfortable at at that price level?
1: No, but they look good. Oh,
0: my, my, my. Um, One, a couple other things I need to bring up. We we're really excited about Colorado Supreme Court ruling on the proposition that that's going to going to hopefully put things, put the the crazy PETA people, animal rights people at bay for a while. But we still have uh, Oregon is is still collecting, they're in the collecting signature phase, and there's a chance that it goes on the November 2022 ballot. I have not researched it enough, but I have had several messages from individuals in Oregon trying to, to update me on that, so I need to I need to dig into it a little bit more, but we're going to continue to have these hurdles in, I'm not saying we got lucky in Colorado. I think there was a base that was formed and pushed things very well from a legal standpoint to challenge this in the Supreme Court, I'm hoping, and I have no knowledge this. I'm hoping we're doing the same in Oregon, but we need to rally because if they get foothold anywhere, anywhere, it's going to give them too much momentum. Right now, the momentum's on our side by getting it shut down in Colorado, but we need to to pay attention to what's going on in Oregon, and I believe California as well.
1: At least Colorado got shut down, so hopefully they can get these other ones to either Won't get them on the ballot or the similar that will happen in Colorado that they'll say it's unconstitutional and we can move on about our merry little lives here in agricultural world.
0: And Ryan, you know, if we have any listeners in Mississippi, we may have none. I'm I'm not sure, but you know, they are Mississippi. Oh, you know, they are the most happy this past week. Why? I have two employees from Mississippi, one full-time and one intern. Great, great employees. As good as, as good as I've ever had. They'll do anything right now. The the world is perfect. Why Mississippi State wins the the collegiate World Series, and and that was a big deal for them. Oh, excited! So all of those in Mississippi that are listening, we're we're pretty excited for you. I'm excited because I've got two very happy employees. I have no idea what we just talked about, but that's fine. <laughs>
1: do you have any other current events? Do you have any Kamala news? No, I have no Kamala news. I, I haven't. I haven't heard anything. Anymore. No, I, she's in hiding. She's in hiding, waiting for Sleepy Joe to get locked up in the mental institution. But I do just one other little thing. So I left the most amazing goat show in the world. I went to Washington, D.C. because it was the 4th of July. I flew out of Dulles the next morning, and I just felt that it would be completely unpatriotic not to spend the night in the nation's capital on the 4th of July. Dale told me that was a terrible idea, but i that's how I felt. But I thought it was a great idea. And I was pleasantly surprised at the number of people that didn't wear masks.
0: That surprises me in Washington, I mean, D.C. That is not yeah. my favorite place to go. And I, I want to be patriotic. I want to respect all of that. But my few trips there, I just, I don't, I don't blend well with the people. The tri- none of it.
1: There was definitely of all the places I've been since you could not wear masks, whatever masks are kind of like up in the air going around. But, um. Like, there were definitely more people that had masks on outside and in places than any other place I've been to. But, like, I would say that probably more did not, and you didn't have to wear them in the hotels and stuff like that. And so, like, I just figured it would be, like, masked up concentration
0: camps the most, and it wasn't. So that was a nice surprise. That is. And I, and I before we go into our main topic, I would like to sponsor the current events today. Can I, Ryan?
1: You're sponsoring the current event.
0: I'm sponsoring it. And my my anti-advertisement is how to, do
1: you sponsor your
0: own current event it's easy I'm just gonna make it, make a comment here and and we're doing this in my household our ha- household and my wife is kind of in charge of it please avoid the woke companies avoid coca-cola if at all possible avoid American Airlines when possible Ryan I think you do a nice job of avoiding them correct? I I am a United fan. Yes. And there is one Why company, are we
1: avoiding American Airlines?
0: They're they're they were very opposed to the situation in Georgia and we're gonna move their hub. I don't know. They they're very let's be less white campaign. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a big united person. So, yeah, so you're okay there. Fine. And there's one company that is standing their ground, doubling down, tripling down, pushing their product harder than ever, promoting themselves in China. And guess who that is? Coca Cola. Coke is, but Nike is is pushing harder. Oh. Okay. you have no Nike gear, right? No, I don't wear tennis shoes. That's good. I I I have to I have to stand strong on this. And, and people, we've got to draw a line somewhere on the made in China and these companies that are 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 going another direction that's not good. Try to avoid them. I'm not saying that you're you're going to be able to all the time, but but at least let's make an effort to. That was my advertisement. How was it, Ryan? Do I have to pay anybody oh, for it's that?
1: Lovely. I'll be expecting my check.
0: Okay, next, we're on it. Main topic. Ryan, I have been very fortunate to have been afforded the opportunity to to see a lot of the world. Um, This traveling may have actually influenced my approach to business and thinking outside of the box much more than a conventional approach anyway. I enjoy educating myself about agriculture, about other industries, just about how others do things around the world. Doesn't look like many people are going to be traveling beyond, say, Mexico or the Caribbean here anytime soon because of our different strains and variants of COVID that that have some countries back on lockdown. So with that, Ryan and I are going to discuss some of our experiences around the world, talking a little bit about agriculture and, and just odd experiences and maybe give you some guidance if anybody's looking for an international trip post-COVID, maybe, maybe this will aid you and, and I don't know if it's as educational, strictly from the stock show standpoint. Yeah.
1: Okay. So hold on. Before he goes any further, first off, this is Dale's topic. Yes, I am going to own this topic. And when y'all hear nothing from me until question and answer, it is because I have no nothing to give here. You you have you have traveled the world. I have traveled all over the country, all many countries, the world, continents, whatever. We need to hear a little bit about it. uh, Here is the problem, Dale. This is a livestock show. Agricultural. Podcast. You did not pay attention to anything agriculture when, when you're traveling. Went no. Why my mother Why? was in? My mother was in charge. Okay. When we went on vacations to foreign countries, she did not want to see an animal of any shape, size, kind, color. All we did was go to churches and museums. That's it.
0: And we can talk about if you'd like to start with that. Would you like to start with Europe?
1: And I drank a lot because you—they don't have drinking ages in four nations, so that's what I did. They
0: do. don't seem to enforce them anyway. I don't—I don't know if they don't have. They that. didn't when I was a kid. I'm just letting you know right you know, now. No, <laughs> and I can remember a lot of trips on the the into Europe as a national FFA and 4H member and coach of those teams, and they didn't enforce the drinking age very well. No, Mm-mm. but Europe. While, while we're on Europe, I I enjoy Scotland. I enjoy when when I go to these countries. I'm not saying I go there strictly to get involved and see what they're doing from a food production standpoint or strictly agriculture. But I have been on some several tours of Europe under that pretense. And I enjoy Scotland. I enjoy the Royal Highland show and, and seeing the different cattle sheep. Um, yeah, I didn't get to go there. Different types of the percent. I, I don't, you, you would be the least happy. I think with them,
1: if I would have went to Scotland, I would have found the Loch Ness monster. You would That's have searched for I that. We, 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 we talked messy. about
0: this, didn't we? You know I would like uh, yeah. that to exist but there there are no yeah, feed resources. You've
1: ruined my hopes and dreams but I'm telling you I believe like you believe in aliens I believe that bitch is underneath there I, and I'm I gonna w- find her if I, I ever
0: would. Go to I wish she did but there is no food to sustain her that she it, it can't cannot. Miracles happen next. <laughs> Agreed. Cathedrals. Did you see a few cathedrals Ugh. in 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 Europe?
1: Dude, they're all the same. I've I agree. been in 900 churches, 900 museums, it's all the same literally would drive me crazy.
0: I I did the same and I don't understand, Ryan. There there must I be an appeal there that you and I don't get because that is a big checklist item when when traveling through Europe and, and maybe that's part of the reason I am going to be a little negative here. I I'm not a fan of they all the same. I'm not a fan of traveling Europe, Ryan. I enjoy Scotland, I enjoy the Royal Highland Show. I enjoy the scenery in Switzerland and, and seeing some Simmental cattle.
1: Now, I've been to Switzerland.
0: I do like that place. I do. They're they're a little on
1: the liberal side for me. But I, I, uh, I was too young to know about politics. But I did like Switzerland, and I have an authentic Swiss cowbell. That was really well. I have one that we bought because the long story short, the American Junior Smital Associations they give their high overall senior champion, or they used to one of these big old huge cowbells. That's the award. Well, my mother was getting very perturbed because I had not won her one yet. And so she bought herself one when we were there in Switzerland because she was you are disappointing and you have not won me one in the summer classic. So I'm going to buy myself one. Then I did win one, but yeah, so. I love it.
0: And and I I had a little history. I don't. We used to stay in host families in different countries when we. For all traveled. you people that think Sheree's nice, you're wrong. <laughs> but the, I would I would love to. Do you do you does she still have that setting out somewhere?
1: Oh yeah, because literally we have them both side by side in her trophy room. Because when I won mine after she had already bought hers that I couldn't win for her, I didn't even get to the backdrop and she took it away from me to the point the photographer had to say, ma'am, you have to let your son hold the cowbell in the
0: picture. I love it. She's a good girl. Good mother, uh-huh. good protective yeah. mother. This those cowbells, and and I remember very specifically. And I, I then know. she bought it a seat on the plane home. I'm not kidding. You. Oh, she did not. She did swear
1: to God. Why? It's huge. Okay. <laughs> we bought another seat home from Spokane, Washington to Houston for the cowbell. I kid you not.
0: Oh my! There
1: are people that can
0: verify the story. Yeah, she's crazy. And I you know what? I think it's genetic. Right. Okay. So, so Switzerland, I I I don't remember if we had a host family there, but you used to stay in a couple host families. Yeah, like when you, you traveled with the FFA for for what in a national FFA or 4H livestock judging, they would coordinate the trips for you and you'd go to several European countries and in a couple of them you would stay with a farm at least overnight to get that experience and and whatever. You don't even like staying in a hotel room. No, and you know what else I don't like is those little bitty hotels in Scotland, England, most of the European countries, the little bed and breakfast things, it just makes me feel like I'm staying in somebody's house, and you know where I'm at on that.
1: I don't. I ain't never been there. It It just does does not. One bed and breakfast experience in my life. They They don't have
0: those brand new hotels. I, I haven't found any anyway. I can remember some very old very expensive hotels in, in most of Europe and very small and a lot of bed and breakfast type things where yeah, it, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable for me. The cowbells in Switzerland, the, the Switzerland scimitals are dairy cattle and they, they roam the, the countryside with, out fences so they all have their own bells to recognize that sound from a distance and just like dairy cows here they they know to come into the barn in the mornings to get milked in the evenings and it all they they kind of roam out on their own they come back but they do have the bells that all have different tones so they can kind of identify if they hear one in the distance is that mine or is that my neighbors and what was interesting for me that i i I don't know that i would I, i guess it'd be fine a lot of the homes in Switzerland, if you were milking cows or or in the cattle business, were attached or above the barn. If that makes any sense, the barn and the house were all one and the same. Mm. And I mean, very nice and and interesting, but maybe odd. I don't I don't think people in this country would maybe be as accepting of that. But beautiful. I know lots of people that live in their barn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there'll be little apartments and show. Yeah, absolutely. But this yeah. this this was a common. I mean this. This just was fairly fairly common. I, I guess it's convenient. It, it works uh, for various reasons. I'm sure. Um, so so Europe. The the problem that I had in Europe, Ryan, and you know that I'm I'm a more I enjoy eating at some of the restaurants more than you do throughout the country or throughout the world. Most of the European countries, and I learned very very quickly. Do you remember eating any steak in Europe? No. no. Pasta. Were you pasta, to, were you pasta, told pasta, to avoid pasta, it or pasta, pasta, or just pasta. knew to avoid it?
1: I really don't. I mean, I'm, and you know me, and like most people won't believe this, but I am the simplest person about food in the history.
0: Of the no, world I can, I can verify. Had, that. You could care less where we go to eat.
1: No, because I've never, I never, as a child, got choices or options. <laughs> like no one ever said, "Hey, what do you want?" So like, I have just adapted, and so I do not care. But like, now that you bring that up, I don't ever remember having, like, other than a, like a cheeseburger, nothing
0: yeah i i can I can remember my first trip there, maybe sixteen years old fifty i don't know fairly young and i and I tried to order steak and it's just a whole different concept throughout most of Europe. Their feed costs have been significantly higher than ours historically, and their ability to understand nutrition at the production level is beyond what we can ever imagine. I have a master's degree in nutrition and i when I go and visit with some of those Dairy operations or cattle or hog operations in Europe, those, those ground-level producers, I feel inferior. I can't keep up. They, they understand so well utilizing byproducts, utilizing everything they can, that an animal, and it doesn't matter what species we're talking about, once they start putting on fat when they hit physiological maturity, it takes four times more feed to put on a pound of weight when you're putting on fat versus muscle. So they become very, very inefficient from a feeding standpoint and a, and a cost of feed standpoint. So they've done everything they possibly can to make that conversion and feed efficiency as, as positive as possible because they can't afford to do it any other way. That means we're feeding a lot of boars. We're feeding a lot of bulls that are, that are going to stay leaner longer and that, that conversion rate is going to be better. We just don't get cattle fat. And I can assure you, when you feed a boar to a certain weight you have something called a, a boar taint that you can taste in that bacon and in the pork. And if you grew up with it, Ryan, it's probably normal. And that, that's the taste that they they become. It's
1: not normal if you're no, from the United States. No, it's not.
0: It's it's not good at all. It's a very <laughs> odd. Saying. And even, even when you're eating these bulls or or some of these other cattle, they're so lean. it just It's a totally different taste than what we're accustomed to. I'm not saying it's better or worse. It's just not what we're used to. Consequently, it does not go well. I can, I can take it a step further um, and give you an example. My son, Chase, I took him uh, several years ago to the Galapagos Islands. He, he really was intrigued by the islands and the, the different wildlife and how things have evolved there, and we fly into Ecuador, and we're in a fairly nice hotel, expensive enough anyway, and we get in, and we're going to have dinner in the hotel, and there's only like three items you can order, uh, pasta, Filet mignon and some type of chicken. And I'm thinking pasta's safe, Ryan. You you talked about earlier. And and chicken's usually pretty safe. But guess yeah, what?
1: Yeah, I ate a lot of chicken over there. Yeah,
0: guess what Chase orders?
1: Oh, he ordered the steak. I bet he, he was
0: upset. Oh, he ordered the steak and he was so excited about this trip. And and this was an expensive steak. And he knew it was expensive. So he, he kinda asked, Is it okay, Dad, if I, I order this? And I said, Absolutely, you're you're fine. And he gets it, and and I know it's gonna be bad. I didn't I, I tried to stay optimistic. But the poor child, and he was probably 10 maybe at the, that time. I don't, not, not very old. But he, he felt terrible oh, because it was he took awful
1: and oh, expensive. He took a bite and of it. he knows what a tight ass you are.
0: <laughs> he took a bite of it, and you could just see, oh, my God. And he just, he couldn't hardly take another, but he continued to eat it. And that is about his third bite. I said, Chase, you, you don't have to eat that. And he was just like, oh, my God, I'm so relieved. It was, and I, I tried it just so I know. It was, un, it was horrid. And and I think it was normal. for I don't doubt it was a bad steak for the people in that country that are used to it. But it's, it's very different. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have, have traveled some and understand this experience. There is one country I found recently, Ryan, that I can order a steak or eat any beef. I'm not saying it's exactly the same, but it's pretty darn close. It better not be Australia. Nope, it wasn't Australia. Okay. <laughs> and and I haven't been to Australia in a long time, and, and when I was there, they were just starting feedlots, and, and I can talk about this in in a minute, but this was Argentina. I mean, they they will uh. eat beef or meat breakfast, noon, and night. I mean, but they're just forget- grain fed, grain fed, and a lot of grass fed. But really, yeah, I mean, there's I thought I, I,
1: Argentina was predominantly grain fed.
0: They they still have quite a few on grass, and you, you hear about about the Australians always being on grass, and they're they're into feedlots now too. And I don't know grass, grain, or or what, but I I make it a point when i'm traveling abroad i'd like grass-fed
1: beef does not taste the same no it doesn't in in general
0: it's going to be older we're not going to have as much marbling we just don't have the energy content to to get the marbling and what we're used to and the age factor comes into play
1: and i'm not telling you it's terrible but it just does not taste the same
0: no and there's a big push in this country it's pretty popular right now and and maybe there are health benefits to it i i can't say there aren't but i'll tell you what there's darn sure a taste difference i i was i was ignorant enough ryan and i'll admit this in las vegas i wanted to order some wagyu at one of the higher end restaurants and all they had was grass-fed wagyu and i thought this doesn't Eww. make any sense at all that's that's a Eww. oxymoron almost i Cry tried away. It, i tried a hundred and some dollar steak it was like that thing in ecuador Eww. it was it was it was absolutely why
1: grass-fed wagyu that's i don't
0: even right that is not right it's it's terrible it was a terrible idea on my part just awful. Well, let's, let's. I
1: actually think that the grass fed burgers taste way more different than like grass fed steak. Definitely I mean, a different it's flavor, all isn't different, there? But like the burgers seem way, way more different to me. But anyway,
0: it's interesting how that that tastes. Um, my experience in Australia when I was in college, uh, I spent a summer there working on cattle and sheep operations, and I did not eat a lot of beef. But guess what? I did consume a great deal of what. Lamb and mutton.
1: Okay, so I'm going to give you my one experience with lamb. So, uh, one of, if not my favorite professor of all time, Dr. Ramsey, I just love this little man so much. And so, anyway, you have to take electives in college, and so, anyway, he had this, like, sheep production whatever deal, and just because I loved Sean, Dr. Ramsey, so much. I took it, not that I had any interest in any of this stuff, but I took his class. And so not that I needed bonus points, but to get, he gave this challenge to people that if you would, like there was an Outback in College Station and they served lamb, one lamb deal. And so if you would go and order the lamb and bring him a receipt that had lamb, then he would give you bonus points. Well, I didn't need any bonus points, but anyhow another friend of mine did, so we go. And I'm gonna be real honest, like I didn't order the lamb, but I like ordered that and then ordered something else and whatever other guy did. And so we go take this and
0: Dr. Rams is like,
1: I don't believe you. <laughs> I was like, Well, there you go. But he was correct. He was the most correct.
0: Well, lamb I, I eat lamb on a regular basis, and I, I really enjoy it. But mutton, kind of like, remember that boar taint taste that you, you would find in the pork in Europe? Mutton yeah. has a very odd taste to it. But in Australia at that time, the the prices on lamb and mutton were so cheap that people were just, that was their main, and probably still is their main meat source. So we would have it at least, I mean, lunch and dinner just about every day. And I had eaten enough of the mutton that I, I finally acquired a taste to it and it was okay. I don't I don't think I could go back to it. But I think one of the big problems that we don't ha- – that lamb consumption was very slow to take off in this country by what we call non-immigrants. Um, it was always hard to get them to eat that. I think during World War One and more so even World War II, a lot of our military when overseas were eating mutton that they may have called lamb or they just thought was sheep but a lot of us mutton and it probably wasn't prepared the best. And it was probably terrible. So when they come back after the war, you think they're going to go out and buy any lamb? No, no, I think a total, total train wreck.
1: Like, again, and this is stupid because I don't do a lot of grocery shopping, obviously, but like, I don't even think I've seen lamb in many supermarkets.
0: It's it's the, hard to find. I, I can find it in a couple. Okay, so
1: I'm not crazy, right? No, it's like it not there. You don't, okay,
0: you don't see it a lot. I mean, it, we may be odd, but my wife and I, when we're in another country, we will make a point to go to the local grocery store. I want to see the difference in the meat cuts and and the marbling qualities and just all of those things. And Australia is probably as similar as any that I've I've gone to. Um, they did have one thing I, I can remember coming into a, a paddock of hundreds. Of merino weathers, and that, and I asked about them. They said, "Well, they're approximately four or five years old. Why would we have a four or five year old? Hundreds of merino weathers." I am very confused on. What I that. was. I, it took me a little bit, and it was logical after they explained it to me. They said, "Well, uh, obviously they're 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 a wool breed, and wool prices were decent at that time." So they were keeping the weathers strictly for wool production, and that's how they were generating their income. Where on the ewes, uh, that they would shear the ewes as well, but they're they're going through gestation, they're going through milk production, they're not harvesting near as much off of those. So they they would keep them around strictly for wool production. It was uh, it was it was, it was well, interesting. It does intriguing. make sense then, but yeah, I would not have. And then, then out, a couple of years later, the the wool prices dropped to nothing, and they're digging and they all giant died holes. At seven years old. No, they're digging yeah. big holes and running sheep into them and burying them. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was a disaster, total total disaster. Thinking of that odd taste, and you you talked about. I appreciate that professor wanted you to go try lamb. Mm-hmm. So in my animal science class that I taught for many years, I would. um try to try to expose them to some different things. We had this George Foreman up there. So we'd cook we cook all kinds of different meats and just, again, they I'd have to give them some points to get them to eat some of it, but most of them would eat quite a bit of it. But one of the best things I'd bring in is I would, I would find a student that might have some dairy goats or find a local dairy goat person and bring some goat milk in. And it was not pasteurized. Mm. Um, And I remember as a child, my parents would, I don't know why, but I, they would not tell me, but I would, use goat milk in my cereal more times than not. And I don't know that I even knew a difference, but I would go to the grocery store and buy some goat's milk as well. And it was extremely expensive and you wouldn't even, you do not I mean, it does exist in most grocery stores. It's very universal for bottle feeding anything. Goat's milk is probably as universal in terms of how the the fats and proteins are digested, but it is expensive. So I would have them, I would have them taste that milk from the local goat breeder and no big deal. They said, well, this doesn't taste a lot different than cow's milk. But then when I would get out of the carton from the grocery store that had been pasteurized for some reason, that heat treating, it tastes, how do I how do explain this, Ryan? Have you been around many billy goats? Yeah. What, we what we raised think, goats. What do you think of the odor of a billy goat? They're disgusting. It is. It is rotten, isn't it? I, oh I've, become, I've become a little numb to it but it's disgusting i can remember when we'd have a billy goat in the back barn of our show barn i would be furious because it'd stink the show barn up. you
1: can smell it from 10 miles away almost and it's a very I distinct mean, I know smell that's isn't
0: exaggerating but could like you, it's could you identify a billy goat smell without seeing it easy absolutely without a doubt guess, in my guess mind exactly what this milk tastes like Ugh. exactly like a billy goat smells uh, no. Yes. No. And so, and no. I, I like feta cheese, goat cheese. It's Americanized here, so it's not real strong. So, my wife thought we need to go to Italy a few years ago, and the first place we stop at is the most pasta. <laughs> I did. We go to this very quaint little restaurant, and she gets um, pasta with feta cheese, like a macaroni and cheese. And I thought, well, that that sounds good. We we enjoy feta cheese. But the feta cheese in the US versus feta cheese in Italy? It's not. It's way different. Oh, she, like, took, she took that bite of that macaroni cheese, and I thought she's going to just lose it right there. It was, I swear to God, and this is going to sound terrible, Ryan. You know the nice little beards that the, the billy goats get under their chin? Mm-hmm, and they, yeah. they literally piss on it all the time? Uh huh. Yep, yep. Just yep, think yep. about cutting a chunk of that off and taking a bite of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. God. I'm telling you and and I thought she was exaggerating, so I tried it. It was that strong, but that that was almost like and it was expensive it was like a a gourmet item and and just what they it was just normal for them but if anybody'd ever been around a billy goat i I can't explain to you how something can taste oh. like what a billy goat smells like it's so, not not a good thing, not good i when <clears throat> when
1: we first started going overseas and traveling abroad, I was, like, little, like, eight, whatever, and, like, I have always liked cheese, so the first time we go over there, and I don't remember which country it was or whatever, like, I just ordered something cheese, and I figured out real quick that what I thought was cheese, and even though I knew lots of different cheeses, it's not quite the same over there in Europe. No! (laughs)
0: No, it isn't.
1: <laughs> blue cheese in United States and blue cheese over there—it's not the same. But
0: no, I can remember when I was younger in Europe, I would be so excited to see a Kentucky Fried Chicken or a McDonald's or something, and it did not taste the same, but it was a whole lot closer. I just, way, way, way closer. Um, There was another another situation that that I uh, had a chance to take my my children to South Africa. Um, And this was during, I mean, we're still concerned with African swine fever and it devastating our swine industry if it hits here and maybe shutting down the stock show swine portion of things. And and literally, I I believe at some point that it's possible. And the reason I say this, my personal experience, and and obviously African swine fever is, is found throughout the world, not just in Africa. I've wanted to go for years. So I look online and here's all these safaris that you can, you can book through a travel agent or a tour guide or whatever. And for a family of six, my wife and I, and and four kids, it was somewhere between five and $10,000 a night, which I, you know where I'm at on that, Ryan.
1: I've, Bet you've paid for it.
0: No, I did not, and I wanted to go on. So I just kept pushing it off every year. I said, "Well, I'm not. I'm not going to spend that kind of money. I'm not doing it." And then finally, I had I had talked to somebody, and they said, "Well, they just went over there and hired a personal tour guide uh, to go out on safari through Kruger National Park and do some of those things on so your own." What you're
1: saying is, you did the dollar store version. Well,
0: I, I well I did, but we stayed in a very nice place. I mean, and I'm very particular about what kind of hotels I stay in. And This one was way up there. It was an estate that you actually the houses were all enclosed in high fence and you had giraffes, zebras, you had animals literally walking down the road or in your backyard. It was awesome. So I, I enjoyed that, but so we get a rental car basically from the airport and drive to the hotel. And then we, we would drive to the front gate of Kruger or wherever we were going to go. And the guides would meet us there. And it was pretty inexpensive. I mean, a couple hundred dollars a night on, a, on for all of us in a, in a basically a house. Um, maybe 50 to a hundred dollars a person for that full day safari. And you could drive through the park with your rental car um, on your own. And it was, it was not expensive at all. And we were getting the same experience that some of those higher end safaris were, but it was amazing. The disappointing part was when we come back into the U S after being in South Africa, the lack there of questions and things that they would give you, for example, we're we're walking around our state and there's a lot of the, the uh, wild boar, um, running around I mean, them they're, they're just everywhere we would go to the local grocery store and I would buy pork sticks like a beef stick, and they were amazing they They had a very gamey odd flavor to them but that 's how a lot of this is spread is the the meat from African swine infected hogs would get in a on a cruise ship and maybe dumped at some port and fed to hogs or lots of different ways that it should not have happened. But the the fact that we could have came into this country with infected product uh, almost unknowingly, if you didn't put if you weren't ag based and didn't realize it, it scares me. So I I, I don't think it's going to happen accidentally. I think a terrorist or something could bring it in, but it, it does concern me that the the regulations are pretty loose. and And I, I don't I don't have a solution for it. I don't know how they could strengthen them, but maybe maybe a little more questioning when you're coming back into the country from some of those affected areas when. You're out and about i mean they'll always ask you have you been on a farm well i hadn't been on a farm but i had been around those darn warthogs and i'm sure it's 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 present it's hard to say but but the food there i'll tell you what concerns me
1: you keep saying that we're going to go on these vacations and do these things together and the fact that you literally take the dollar store version every time <laughs> that's what I'm but remember,
0: i but remember i will not stay in a, in a crap hotel I will not. And as soon no, as you only stay listened, at
1: holiday inns that are well, under 2 years of age because you're afraid they don't wash the comforters. No, they, they don't
0: they do not wash the bread, bedspread. You want crisp so white gosh, sheets God. and you got to take the bedspread off the bed when you get there and then you're okay. It's uh-huh. all right. It's good. You've got to start doing that.
1: Okay. So next. so
0: South Africa, everything you eat there, odd meats, all those things, nothing real normal. And I about forgot when we go to a butcher shop and I'm a circle back a butcher shop or grocery store in Italy. Guess what was in the front window, Ryan? I have no idea. Horse meat. Oh, no! Yep. I mean, just no, very common. No, I, I did no. not try it because I, I just, I don't, I don't see any fat, any marbling in it, but very common in, in South Africa. It's almost, I fall. do
1: know that is common in other countries. Yeah. But like,
0: you know, what's funny though. Like, I've even though
1: I know it's common, like I've never seen it on the menu anywhere that I can recall.
0: You know, I I think it was on the menu in Italy, but uh, I don't know that I could comprehend what it was. My my foreign languages are pretty limited. To taco burrito, a little bit of Mexican's about all I got. So it may have been there, but you're right. I don't, and I think it's it's fairly common. I think France, um, Italy, throughout throughout Europe, for the most part. I yeah, but you're right. Paris. I don't. Rem, I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily remember that that's the most disappointing ever was paris i hated it i thought it was dirty i thought the people were rude they are so rude i thought they didn't bathe on a regular basis Oh my god they're so rude the hotels were dirty i i'm i i don't want to be negative those of you out there my wife would not be happy because she desperately wants to go to switzerland and hike the Matterhorn or some damn mountain there that will probably kill me and my children. Okay.
1: That's another thing, Holly, if you listen, I don't think you do when we go on this vacation, I'm not doing any of this hiking. But uh, sure. not, I'm, I, I will wait for yeah. y'all at the bar.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there, but she's pretty determined to do that one. So I am not a fit. Fa- I mean, I, I just think, and, and maybe I'm overstepping the boundaries here, Ryan, but, and I've gone to Europe from when I'm 16 until just a couple of years ago. So I've had a pretty widespread but for the most part, a lot of times when I'm there, there seems to be some of the people, not all of them, but some of them have a resentment for Americans.
1: Oh, they hate America. I think
0: it's a jealousy, for the most part is, is my part. guess. But yeah, you, you they're, they're, and, and not all of them again, but there's a portion of the population that are very rude to you. And I'm, I, out. Did,
1: I thought the people in Italy were very nice. I thought people in Switzerland were nice. Like Estonia, they were cool. But like, I just remember Paris. People were bitches.
0: <laughs> I would agree with that. Um, I think, you know, what I, where I enjoyed the people the most is in Australia, the older population. They would thank me basically for America saving their ass from the Japanese and, and, and being there to stop that invasion. And I, and I don't even know that much about it. Chase explained it to me once, and it is a pretty big deal. But they were so grateful of, of what we did and stepped in to help them out, to stop that invasion, that, that it makes you feel good. It, it really does. But there's a lot of parts of the world that I think that they're very anti American because of jealousy. And one thing, and, and, and I'm going I'm kind of bouncing all over the place, Ryan, but this is important to me to try to get out there. And, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have traveled and they already understand this, but there, there's some people listening that I'm sure have not been able to travel as much but when I take my children outside of the country, no matter where we're going, and, and sometimes we go to very nice destinations. There's a, and sometimes they go to the dollar store. And sometimes go to the When they come back or, or during the process, they are very aware and appreciative how, of how good we have it in the United States. And I don't know that the average person in the United States is fully aware. You can travel the world there's going to be very, very few places out there that you're going to have the freedoms, the luxuries, everything that we have. And, and I don't know that it's appreciated enough. And every time I leave, and I appreciate this country as much as anybody, and I, I like to think I'm as patriotic as anybody. And, and my wife came up with a quote. Other that we,
1: than the fact you told me I shouldn't spend July 4th in the uh, nation's capital. Well,
0: I just didn't know if that was a good idea. I just don't feel safe there for you. Not, not oh, from a patriotic oh. standpoint, it just, uh, I think the crime, I think it's like staying in Chicago, not a good place to go bad, 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 bad. So, so with that, I, I think every time I leave the country for a length of time, even if it's somewhere that I really enjoy spending time at, I am so appreciative to be back on American soil. I feel safe. I feel like we have, we have so many advantages that I, I can't even put it into words. But I, I truly do feel that way. And we, we travel uh, to Thailand often and into countries that maybe the the standard of living isn't isn't near what, what, what we have here in the United States. But it, it's not just that, it's it's the whole picture, the fact that we allow capitalism to, to, to guide us a little bit, the fact that we have law and order, that we can go out and feel safe. All of these things are so appreciated. But at the same time, Ryan, here recently in our bigger liberal run cities, I become more and more fearful of being there, similar to how I feel in some of the bigger cities overseas. It's it's terrible. The example, Fourth of July weekend in Chicago, over a hundred people shot. Are you are you kidding me? This this is in the United States, and it's these city councils and mayors defunding the police, allowing all this it just it frustrates me. I I think we're we're going in a very bad direction. It's very sad. In my travels, I liked all the countries. I didn't like so
1: much of the people. But, like, you don't understand how good – I don't – I truly believe that everyone should get – like, they want to, like, get rid of college loan, well, I, loans and all that other stuff and loan debt, whatever, college loan debt. Okay, that's fine. I think everybody in America should get to travel to a foreign country because once you do – you realize how good we have it here as long as we keep it the way it is now because you know there are people that want us to be
0: the, this whole this in. whole globalism in bringing everybody down i'm i'm not happy with the choices that other countries have made for themselves and i don't want them dictating choices that we make i'm not saying i don't want to bring the standard of of living up for everybody in the world but i do not want their their bad decisions to bring us down. And I'm afraid with the direction our administration's going and the whole globalism, one government world, there is no question that, that it will, we will, we will lose a lot of what we have and what we have has made this country great. And has allowed us to enjoy life more than anybody out there in in any other nation. And I, and I can't, I can't explain any further. It just, it just is period Caribbean islands, Ryan Caribbean. You've been to the Caribbean many times, I bet. Oh Yeah. But uh, again, I didn't see any animals other than I did. Like, fishes. I, I see some American bred cattle. I see some Barbados sheep. Um, I, eat, I, I, try to, I, I try meats at all these countries knowing it's probably going to be bad and I'm going to have to order something else. But some of the higher-end countries are obviously uh, Grand Cayman. I think they're bringing all their meat in from the U.S. Um, Barbados, not so sure. Jamaica, I don't highly recommend going there. Not the safest place in the world. What um, is wrong
1: with Jamaica?
0: And I stayed in a very, very elite. I had lots of fun in Jamaica. <laughs> I bet you every time I stayed at a very elite resort. And I've and been probably twelve. It was, <laughs> it was good, but they said just don't leave. And and the resort next to us, uh, I think it was Hedonism. It was you would enjoy it, Ryan. It was pretty wild, is I'm, is to, to put it mildly. Exactly.
1: I have had the best times in Jamaica. Just, um, just letting y'all know,
0: St. Thomas was was good. Felt safe there. Uh, Puerto Rico, uh, I lost my family. Out on a nature hike for a good portion of the day. Oh, that scared awesome. me a little bit. Uh, Bahamas, pretty much Americanized. What what do you eat when you're in the Caribbean? Pasta. Oh, I
1: don't know. When, like a lot of seafood.
0: Yeah, seafood. I love the jerk chicken. Love it. Absolutely love it. I'll, I'll seek that out in any chance that I get. Oh. Um, and similar, when we go to like the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico, and we go to, to Cozumel, the, the Cancun area. I'm Cancun in case anybody's there. And I think a lot of people have been traveling there recently because it is one of the places we can, we can go to. What is the
1: Cancun out? I, I, I I, I have been to Cancun 20 times. And I, and I,
0: and I avoid, I go South from there as fast as I can, but I return back. I will return back to Cancun for one thing that I thought was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. What? You can go on, get in a little boat and you can go a couple miles offshore. And I don't remember what time of the year it was. I think it was spring, and there's a concentration of whale sharks. And they'll put a snorkel and some fins on you, and you can jump in and literally swim alongside the whale sharks.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: And that that was pretty exciting for me. We've got some pictures of my kids swimming underneath them. It, it was it was good. You're out in the open ocean, and my wife reflects back on it, and she just has nightmares about it now, thinking that something is going to eat her but it was it was amazing. <laughs> if anybody is ever in Cancun at the right time of year, you've got to go out and, and do that. We went to Costa Rica many I'm years. I'm just
1: letting y'all know, if you've gone to one Carlos and Charlie's, you've gone to all, <laughs> yeah,
0: just I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, the, exactly. So we went to Costa Rica in, in search of diving with whale sharks, scuba diving, and we got certified there and it was painful. They actually made you swim forever. They made you do it all uh, where some foreign countries just throw the throw the certificate to you and away you go. So we thought we would maybe get a chance. Because
1: that's clearly safe. No, and a good it's idea. not.
0: The more I learned about scuba diving, it's, it scares me because I don't understand it well. I'm certified. I, I do it on occasion, but I do not know enough about it to be safe. I just don't. So we saw nothing in Costa Rica. We had visibility of about two feet, saw no whale sharks. spent a fortune trying to go see a whale shark. And then we're in Mexico and I see this little flyer for, for whale sharks in Cancun. And I bet we saw... 30 of them. It was, it was unbelievable. What a great, great, great experience. Mexico. I think enough people have been there. Uh, I enjoy going to Mexico, but probably only certain areas. Do I, at this point, do I feel real safe? Japan. You want to know my Japan experience, Ryan?
1: Yeah. Since, I mean, I'm going to be in jail because I'm going to get evicted from my room. (laughs) Okay. Go right ahead. Maybe you'll
0: give me some tips. All I've been was in the airport. I shouldn't say this because you know what? I, I appreciate efficiency. And everything I want, if I have to drive out of my way two miles, it kills me. I just, I can't. And my wife says, well, we're going to this restaurant. If it's not in route of the destination we're going after, I don't want to go. She says, well, that is your destination. It's not out of the way. You want to go there. So that, that is it. I can't do that. In the airport in Japan.
1: I don't think that makes sense either. I know. I'm, I'm, it doesn't. I, I think Holly is like all time. She's the same. Yeah, she's a, yeah, she, I'm a she, fan.
0: <laughs> That
1: part, I don't – I'm not buying into.
0: Going through the airport, if you were to hesitate taking your shoes off or something to go through security at the airport, you've got five people behind you just glaring at you like you you piece of crap slowing things down. They just want to be the – they're so efficient, they're almost come across as rude is is the way I put it. And I don't – and it's just a cultural thing. They're not trying to be rude, but they want things done just boom. This way, this way, this way, and I can remember walking through the airport. Uh, an apple for like ten bucks, and it was the best apple I've ever eaten. I appreciate it. the Wagyu is obviously originated in Japan. They will pay a fortune for high end products. I do not like spending the money for it, but there is they they appreciate. I think they their life revolves around quality food. There you go, and the Wagyu that they have there, I mean, unbelievable. And and again, I, I think Wagyu is nothing more than a glorified dairy. Animal, we could take a Holstein <laughs> Jersey and, and feed them and get the same end result. But anyway, they've done a nice job of, of I'm marketing. Not
1: sure, that's exactly right now.
0: But okay, <laughs> Taiwan. I wanted to mention real quickly. Fascination with Hello Kitty. You go through the airport, everything is Hello Kitty yeah, themed. Why? Is well, Hello I, Kitty. I don't understand this. What, what? I don't
1: know either.
0: And china's about to completely take over Taiwan. By the way, they're they're they're, they're bringing them completely into the the Chinese communist regime. It's not. China. Not good. Terrible, 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 terrible there. They seem friendly uh, at the airports anyway, and I didn't need to spend a lot of time there. Uh, South Korea, same thing. Seems, seems good. I enjoy. What is my favorite country, Ryan? The United States of America. To travel to. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Thailand. Yeah. And you are going there, Callie. If you're listening, you're going. Uh, great seafood. Terrible, terrible meat. Uh, seafood and rice. That, that's where, where you're at. You can eat prawns the size of your hand all day long for pennies. Amazing. Just absolutely amazing. There's so many, many things that, that I appreciate there. The only real livestock production or animal production, I went to one guy's place that raised lobsters in his backyard, basically. How do you raise a lobster in your I, backyard? I just big cement pools. I, I, I don't I, I didn't think that was something that you could even do. Did not know. I know in one of the Caribbean Caribbean islands, we took jet skis out with a little, like a hog snare. They'd snare a hog's nose with to to treat them. Mm -hmm. They give us a hog snare, a snorkel, goggles, and fins. Expect you to dive down 10 to 15 feet, snare a lobster out of a hole, and bring it back up, and then they go cook it for you.
1: Yeah, that's not happening. And
0: and they take everybody out there and say, well, no, but they don't tell you this ahead of time, but nobody ever is able to go dive down and get those.
1: Nobody catches it. No, right they now. they
0: tell you that so that the guide will go and get yours and you still get to eat them. I did get down there and I thought I was going to die because <laughs> I was out of breath, but I, I just refused to not get one. I, I did end up getting one of those damn things, but it, it was a very, very frightening experience to me, for me. By the time I got back to the surface, I thought that this is this is really bad. But it was it was interesting. those those things intrigue me. So it's it's, it's something that, that I think is kind of cool. Um, so I think the moral of today's episode, Ryan, and, and what I what I intended to do is is share a little bit about just the different cultures and, and the different meats and how livestock production isn't the same everywhere. But maybe more so just the fact that if you have a chance or the opportunity after COVID to have your children go with you or do any traveling outside of the country, I think it brings such a deep respect for what we have. I think it'll make you speak up more here on a local level to keep what we have. Does that make sense, Ryan?
1: No, I was just, like I said earlier, they want to forgive all this loan debt. Then I think they should pay for everybody to travel the country because I think,
0: I think that would do more good than anything. I I really believe that. That would do a lot more good than
1: forgiving your college loans because if you would, and not that other countries are not amazing and they're not amazing things to do there, but it is just it's just not the same. And no, like, it's not. You cannot explain it, you can't describe it, you just have to have done it and feel it and seen it and know.
0: And there so, there are great destination places that I'm gonna continue to go and enjoy, but living there, it's a whole different story. Totally different situation. Ryan, are you ready? Oh good. <laughs> The first nope. the first one we may not have time for a second one after Wait, you answer this maybe one.
1: Maybe they'll will come maybe they're knocking on the door to evict me. Maybe maybe they are. I have, not, I have not I have not heard answer. the door knock yet. No,
0: I haven't either. I was really
1: hoping for it. <laughs> and the first, first one the first The
0: first one is going to get you. It's going to get you wound <laughs> no, up. So good, I'm going to set back after I read it. I'm going to mute my mic and just relax.
1: Uh-huh.
0: This one comes from Summer. Why in the world is showmanship so important? Oh, sweet Jesus. If one works with their animal and knows how to present it while showing for a placing, that's what should matter. What is it separate? Why is it a separate category? The kids should show up to present their animal and both be prepared. Either you know how to show or you don't. How does an animal place if the showman can't show? It should be Mm -hmm. mutual. If a kid can't show how do you give the animal a ribbon other than participation. My boys have both won showmanship multiple times, not because they competed for it, but because it was awarded while showing for placement. Maybe I'm a rare breed, but it infuriates me that the majority of the questions involved in showmanship or more majority, I think of our question and answers are about showmanship is how I maybe interpret that. I'm just going to step back. Okay.
1: I'm trying to take rest here. And I am not wanting to offend this lady, but showmanship is more important than the actual show to a large portion of the people that show. It is... I, I actually am one of those people. And while I want to win both, but yeah, if I was given a choice, I would have picked showmanship. And it, it is... So important, and how anyone can think that it's not important just fathoms me. I judge showmanship at almost every show I go to, and I say every time that there is going to be a limited number of people that are in a situation where they can have the grand champion of whatever the county fair, the state fair, the national, western, you know, wherever you are. Anybody can be the grand champion kid, and you do that by winning showmanship. It's the only thing in this industry that is not supposed to be based upon the quality of your animal, how much you spent for your animal, who clipped your animal, who bought your animal, who sold your animal, all this other political bullshit that doesn't matter. That is why showmanship matters, lady, and so many other reasons. Uh... The things that you learn becoming a good showman is what is going to project you and make you a success in the game of life. It's not because you got the grand champion banner from your county fair hanging on your wall. That's not going to do shit for you in the real world. But the things that you learned becoming a great showman, dedication, work ethic, patience, all of this other stuff, all these attributes, that when you apply it to what you're passionate about in life, that will make you a winner in the
0: game of life. That is why showmanship's important. I love it. I think, I think, I'm going to help Summer out here just a little bit. I think she's, stating, <laughs> she's stating that if you, you're going to do all those things so you can place well. So you're still getting those benefits. No! Yeah, you're going to, you want to be a good showman when you're just out in the show ring, period. I, I hope <sighs> that's the direction she's trying to explain. That is not the way I took it. I understand. I knew you wouldn't. I was fully aware of how you were going. If
1: that was the way she meant that question to go, then I'm going to say she needed to word it differently because that is not
0: the way I took it. Understand. And I, Ryan, I agree that the showmanship, if we're at a big show and showmanship is prior to the actual show, I will oftentimes discourage my kids or other families from going out because you just can't. They're going to tire the animal out, they're going to become more ring aware of the exit uh, for various reasons. But if I have a family that showmanship, in in some cases showmanship is more important to them than the actual show, and then I stand behind them 100%, let's go, let's do the best we possibly can, but realize we're probably going to bring ourselves down just a little bit in, in the actual show itself. But that doesn't matter. If showmanship is a priority, then that's what we need to gear for
1: trying to get the blood to return to my face now.
0: Okay, I'm going to I'm going to go I'm going to give you a little break on the next one. The next one's not even a question, Ryan. It's simply a comment. Okay? okay. This will make you feel good. This will put you in the frame of mind next week to take as many questions and answers as I can find.
1: <laughs>
0: I know I know that you don't believe that, but this is a very sweet comment. Dale and Ryan love the podcast. You're all are just the best down-to-earth and so honest good stuff. My daughter joined the cattle circuit a little later than most kids, so we are still learning. But if you're not failing, you're not learning. Currently on the way back from Maryland from attending the Shorthorn Junior Nationals in Louisville, and it's 90 degrees and we're listening to Beat the Heat, we looked at each other and said, let's stop and hose them down. So we pulled into a Spring Hill Suites Marriott and went and asked if we could hook up our hose. They were more than accommodating. They had us pull right up front where your check-in area is, let us hook up to their water spigot, Water our babies down. We have three more hours to go and we will stop again. If we had not have listened to your podcast, we wouldn't have even thought about stopping at random places and asked to hose them down. Thank you. Ta-da! Ryan, you made a difference. Yeah, I try. Of That's course, good. Now, again, that was my topic that Dale didn't want to do by the way, but next. Hi, <laughs> those educational ones sometimes are, are hard. We did not educate a lot today, but I think we're patriotic. I hope mm, there you one go. last question. And this is a oh, question. God. I like this question Uh. comes from Jason Ryan and Dale. I look forward to your podcast every week. I often hear Ryan talk about his mother, Cherie. I would love for you guys to have her on as a guest and no. allow her, and allow her no. to take a few questions about no. the challenge of raising Ryan Rash.
1: No. The answer is no. In every form, vote. fashion, no. I have no, a vote.
0: No, you do not have a vote. I vote. You vote. If we disagree, Clifton gets to decide. No. There is no tie. There is no nothing. Would that Shereen? not be interesting to, to be able to, no. for our listeners to ask her some Did questions? You not?
1: Okay. You thought this was a good idea, and then you saw her on Rona Live, and you I, decided it was a terrible idea.
0: I did, but I think that we could have a base of listener questions that would be really good. No.
1: Then you—see, this is great. You and Sheree, y'all do this together. I will
0: piece the out that week. No, because then no. you wouldn't even listen to it.
1: No, because I don't listen to any of them.
0: But you need—I I think she would do a very nice job.
1: Oh, I'm sure we could
0: bring Daddy James on as well.
1: Y'all also think that she's just a sweet, wonderful woman that, whatever, and y'all do not know
0: her. She she has always been very good to me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, so that question is, you're, you're, I'm not, I am a firm no. See, I wasn't sure if you're kind of on the fence, maybe. Nope. Firm. 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 Done. Just like that. You're, you're telling, you're not, this is a listener that, that looks forward to our podcast every week. Yeah. And I, Tell this
1: listener, and I will tell you, if y'all want Sheree on the podcast, I think y'all should have her on the podcast. I'm
0: just not going to participate that (laughs) week. I think it'd be the most fun. But (gasps) you'd have to be on there with her to make it work. No,
1: no, 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 no. I'll be busy. I'm a busy person.
0: (laughs) I I get it. Remember, from now on, if you don't go past like day 18 or 19, you have to return home for refreshing. (laughs) State of mind. Clear your head.
1: 31 days, and then after I get home for 31 days, I think I'm there 48 hours that time, and I'm back on the road for another 20. So,
0: yeah. Well, Ryan, thank you for staying over, paying an extra day in your hotel for staying over your 11 o'clock checkout. Um, Uh I appreciate it. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed the episode. It wasn't the most educational, but hopefully enjoyable and and patriotic to the core. Until next week, be safe. Y'all come back now, you hear?